You are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Two Beasts, an Image, and 666. Hello my radio friends, I'm glad you've joined me today for another in the series Give Me the Bible. The Bible, as you would probably know by now, if you've been following this series, tells about what God has done to restore fallen mankind to a relationship with himself. The Bible emphatically declares that God loves human beings, including you and me. The Bible, inspired by God, also contains prophecies and warns people of future events. Many of those prophecies have been fulfilled. Some are being fulfilled right now, and others tell of events yet to come. Today we will be looking at a prophecy which is being fulfilled in our time. It's found in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. But first, I remember watching something on television where there was a pretty woman. She looked quite attractive, but when she spoke, she had a horrible voice and rotten teeth. One of the characters depicted in today's prophecy is something like the woman just described. Revelation 13 starts out like this. And I, the prophet John, saw a beast coming out of the sea. He had seven heads and ten horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. A beast could be described as a strange composite animal. This one has features of the Babylonian, Medo-Persian, Greek and Roman empires as recorded in the book of Daniel chapters 2 and 7. A beast represents a power, an empire, a major world force. The beast described by John is the product or the offspring of several world empires, all of which were pagan. Basically, it represents Rome. And then in Revelation 13, 2, it goes on to say, The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. So... Who or what is this dragon? The answer is found in the previous chapter, chapter 12 and verse 9, where it says, The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. 
So this first beast is under the control and authority of Satan. You may have noticed that this power arose from the sea. In prophecy, the sea is best understood as an area in the world where there is a high population. Most Bible commentators regard the sea in this prophecy as referring to Europe. Verse 3 goes on to say one of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. And then in verses 5 to 9 it says, The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language and nation. All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all those, that is, whose names have not been written in the book of life, belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Before identifying who or what this beast from the sea is, let us notice the identifying features. They are, one, that it was of evil origin. Two, it had a fatal wound that later healed. Three, it uttered proud and blasphemous words. Four, it slandered God's name. And five, it made war with God's people. And six, it will be worshipped except by God's true people. And seven, it will have widespread influence. And eight, it will exercise authority for 42 months, that is, 1260 years, that is, in prophetic time. Well, that's quite a list. The Protestant reformers had no doubt as to which power this beast is. They were positive that it referred to the Roman Church what we today would identify as the Roman Catholic Church. Just four observations before continuing. Firstly, did you know that the symbol of a dragon, referring back to Satan, is featured on some of the papal crests and on some of the architecture of Roman Catholic cathedrals and the like? That's very interesting. Secondly, the Bible speaks of one of the heads being fatally wounded, but healing again, and it gives a time period of 1260 years. The Pope became the political as well as being the religious head of the Roman Empire in 538 AD, and in 1798 the then Pope was taken prisoner by the French general, General Berthier. That was the wound to the head. Now just do the maths. 1798 minus 538 is how much? 
1260 years. Very interesting. Papal authority was granted again to the Roman Church in 1929. It was then that the wound was healed. Thirdly, how would it be possible that the Roman Church utters proud and blasphemous words? Simply this, the Church claims to be in the place of God on planet Earth, and it claims the right to forgive sins and to be the sole channel to obtain salvation. Now the fourth observation. One must ask, who was responsible for the mass persecution and killing of God's true people during the Dark Ages? Well, it was the church. It looks like those Protestant reformers were right. In every instance, the descriptions of this beast power may be applied to the Roman church. But in Revelation, there is a second beast, and this one rises from the land. And in 11, verse 11, it says, Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke as a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. So if the Roman church is the first beast, who or what is the second beast? It's obvious that this second power is linked with the first one. As the Bible says, it causes people to worship the first one and exercises the same sort of power over the inhabitants of the earth. This beast rose from the earth. In prophecy, the earth refers to an area of low population as compared to the sea, which refers to an area of high population. It is thought that the United States of America best fits this dis description as the Pilgrim Fathers moved there for religious freedom and at the time it was only sparsely populated. But this beast is described as having two horns like a lamb. Now lamb's horns are not very threatening compared to those of a bull or an antelope. But this power was peaceful, at least in the early stages of its history. It is thought that the two horns most likely stand for the two great features of the American Constitution of civil and religious freedom. But this apparently innocent-looking beast spoke like a dragon. In other words, it was loud and menacing and with authority. Have you ever heard the saying, America sneezes and the rest of the world catches a cold? Well, that's pretty much the case at the moment. The world is largely affected by what happens in the USA. Indeed, the Bible's description is so accurate. USA 
does speak like a dragon. We'll stop here and we'll go on straight afterwards. Your grace and your mercy, Lord, is all I talking about the second beast which according to many it refers to the United States of America but you know there's more to come in verses 13 and 14 of Revelation 13 we read and he performed great and marvelous signs even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. Is the land of the free, as the U.S. is called, forsaking its principle of religious liberty for all? Yes, there are changes. Politically and religiously, the U.S. is moving ever closer to the Pope and, of course, Catholicism. From what I have read, it appears that the Jesuits 
Rome's secret underground movement is gaining greater control of the of uh, major institutions including educational, religious, political and financial in that country. In fact, the Jesuit aim is to control all major areas of influence, not only in USA, but right across the world. The most powerful person on planet Earth is said to be the President of the USA. Yet there seems to be less and less evidence of the President wielding that power. It's my personal belief that the President is mostly told by others what to do and what to say. And all the time, people's civil and religious liberties are slowly but surely being tightened, and it's very likely that that trend will continue. Going on in Revelation 13, the Bible has this to say, The second beast ordered them to set up an image to the beast, who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that it could speak and and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. Now this is frightening. The second beast gives orders to set up an image to the first beast. If the scholars who have studied this subject are correct, the verses are telling us that the United States will use its civil powers to control people's consciences and force their worship to be directed toward the Roman Church. As what occurred during the time of the Holy Roman Empire, where people were forced to belong to the Catholic Church, it looks like a similar thing will happen in the future. There will be little or no separation between church and state. But have you noticed that it sets up an image to the first beast? An image is something that looks like the real thing, but it is separate. So what then could this image be? Obviously, it is something to do with worship and religious practices as it refers to the Roman Church. The most plausible answer seems to be that the image to the beast will be Protestantism, which has moved away from its separation from the Roman Church and has moved back towards the Roman Church. At this very moment, Catholics are forging links with Protestants and Protestants are slowly losing their separate identities. Today, a number of Protestant churches recognise the Pope as the head of their church. The Lutherans have signed a memorandum of understanding with the Catholics, and in many of the popular evangelical churches, there are powerful moves to make friends with the Catholics. The come home to Rome message is falling on receptive ears in Protestant circles. 
If you look back to Revelation 12:17 and Revelation 13:10, you will see that God's true people will be regarded as the enemy and powerful efforts will be made to coerce or force them to accept the popular ideology of the day. And dear listeners, people who base their lives, their worship and their hope on what is revealed in the Word of God, the Bible, will not take part in worshipping the beast. They will worship God. If you don't know what your Bible says, you will most likely be swept along with this worship the beast movement as well. And then in Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says this, He, that's the second beast, forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. So there will be an embargo, a boycott, against anyone who dissents. They will not be allowed to sell goods or purchase goods if they do not accept this mark. Two questions. Firstly, which authority does the mark refer to? And secondly, how could such an imposition be imposed on people? Do you have a driver's license or a pension card? Your driver's license has the issuing authority on it. Mine shows that I am approved to drive by the Government of South Australia. An Australian pension card shows that you are paid and protected by the Australian Government. If you produced your card in, say, Brazil, would they pay your pension? Of course not. What I'm getting at here is that in this future time you will be allowed to buy and sell only if you are approved by the Roman Church. And where does the Roman Church claim its authority? It claims it has the authority because it changed the day of worship from Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, to Sunday, the first day. A quick search on the internet will confirm what I've just said. The second question. How could such a power control financial transactions? Credit cards, of course. You've seen how cash is used less and less, and credit cards are modern currency. It's very easy to put a stop to your spending if the bank, under orders, disallows your account. Today, there's not enough time to go into the details of the Mark of the Beast and the number 666. We've dealt with this subject in an earlier program. But briefly, the number is the number of the title of the Pope. Bacarius Filii Dei. Ah, friends, I believe we will see great and strange things happen in the very near future. And some of these things are already in progress. 
but those who worship the beast or his image will not be saved, as they are worshipping and giving allegiance to a power controlled by the evil one, the dragon, Satan. We need to stand firm despite whatever hardships we may have to endure. Stand firm on what is written in the word of God. It's the only safe course to follow. After all, God's people will be those who keep the commandments and have the faith of Jesus. I really hope you will stand firm for Jesus and not get caught up in the ever-increasing movement of the worship of the beast. We must finish. But until next time, I wish you hope, happiness, peace, and the determination to base your life fairly and squarely on God's holy word, the Bible.